Chapter 43 The Keymaster Jake had gotten the fuck that he had been after all fucking night, and even though he had jizzed in her womb and potentially made another human, ready to be put through the meat grinder that is life, he felt good. There was, of course, the small problem of Daryl to deal with, and the cryptic phone call from Max that was trying to take away the positive feeling that was oozing out of his cock right now. To Jake, Daryl's story had seemed a little far-fetched and maybe a touch overdramatic, but Daryl was certainly not the type of guy to embellish. He gave you nothing but the facts, good or bad, so Jake hastened his exit from the restroom. Jake half expected to find the girl waiting for him on the other side of the door, but she wasn't there, and he was kind of glad. He probably would have tried to fuck her again or do something stupid like give her his number. He settled up his tab with the bartender and didn't even blink at the extra couple drinks his maybe baby mama had added post-coitus. Jake stepped out of the bar and into the street. He consulted Google Maps on his phone to make sure he knew exactly where he was going, and contrary to what he had told Daryl, he wasn't around the corner. He was maybe three city blocks away as the crow flies. Once he had triangulated his position, his destination, and the quickest way to get there, he looked up from his phone. It was only midnight, yet the street was eerily empty. There were signs of life. He could hear cars on the freeway and a car alarm wailing in the distance, but something felt wrong. He surveyed the street for movement, but nothing stirred. Oh, scary, Jake said sarcastically. He started walking briskly across the street in the direction of Daryl. He may have put on a tough exterior, but on the inside he was a little creeped out. An extremely loud police siren made Jake squeal like a little girl. A police car had rolled up on him even though he thought he was being very cautious. Jake spun around like the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz slash The Wiz, take your pick, to see the police car sitting idle behind him. It didn't have its flashing lights or even its headlights on, which probably helped with its stealthiness. Jake stood still, suddenly in a silent standoff, quickly cataloging any contraband that may be in his pockets. Hello? Jake said into the darkness. A spotlight hit him straight in the face, blinding him for an instant and making him put his hands up to block it from burning out his retinas. He couldn't make anything out behind the light, but he heard a car door open, and he strained his eyes through the crack of his fingers to barely make out what looked like a police officer. What's going on? Jake asked innocently, trying not to sound like he wanted to be strip-searched. Sir, there is a citywide curfew in effect, the voice boomed over the loudspeaker. Please go back to your home. Jake had to check himself. He wasn't sure how drunk he was, but with the light and the booming voice, it was like God was speaking to him. Curfew? Jake asked, confused. Sir, move along, God said. Okay, okay. Jake said, pointing in the direction of Daryl. I'm on my way. No, sir, you can't go that way, God said stiffly. Head in a westerly direction. At that moment, Jake didn't know which way was west. Hell, at any given moment, he had a one in four chance of knowing the exact direction he was heading. He looked to his left and then his right, then looked back to the light. To your right, God said before being cut off a blood-curdling scream that wasn't put through the speaker but was just as loud, followed before going silent. Jake took a step back from the light. He could hear something moving near the car, but he couldn't see anything. Officer, are you okay? Jake said quietly. There was no reply. 
Just feedback from the megaphone before Jake heard what sounded like a crowd of footsteps converging behind the car and the spotlight bounced a little, giving the impression the car it was attached to was rocking. This can't be good, Jake murmured to himself. The silhouette of three men staggering and stumbling in front of the light made Jake take a few more steps back. The silhouettes of the men looked vaguely like the Three Stooges, right down to Larry's curly hair. What you numbskulls doing? Jake yelled in his best Mo impression, which was pretty bad. Nyuck, 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 nyuck! The Three Stooges groaned, and to his dismay, more silhouettes started appearing. Fuck this noise, Jake said, backing away at a faster pace. I think I'm just going to go. The crowd of silhouettes mumbled and grumbled something indistinguishable as they began to increase their momentum in pursuit of Jake. As he got further away from the blinding spotlight, his eyes adjusted, and the Stooges and their band of friends were no longer in silhouette but in vivid color. Vistavision, if you will. He couldn't believe it at first. They looked like those dinguses who get dressed up and went bar to bar on a zombie pub crawl. At that point, Jake knew he was still drunk, or may have crossed the border into completely fucking wasted, because he was being a little too calm about the situation. He wasn't processing what was going on, he wasn't asking questions, and he wasn't checking to see if they were fake. He just accepted his fate and acted accordingly, which in this case was running for his fucking life. Over the first 10 to 20 yards, it was basically a stagger, but the further they ran, it seemed, the faster they could go. By no means were they natural sprinters, they had a top speed just like a living human. Jake was easily away from them, but he needed somewhere to lay low, and he saw the neon sign for a hotel in the distance and sprinted for it. He hit the door to the hotel at speed and bounced straight back off it. He pulled and banged on the door, trying to get it to open, but it wouldn't budge. To his surprise, the lobby of the hotel was crowded with people checking in and drinking at the bar, but none of them paid any attention to him. He did, however, catch the attention of two security guards standing on the other side of the door with their arms folded. Jake banged on the glass of the door again like his life depended on it, because it did. Let me in, Jake screamed. The crowd in the bar turned to him and decided they weren't going to intervene on his behalf before going back to their conversations and drinks, but the security guards acknowledged his existence by simply waving him away. Not wanting to end up like Louis Tully, Jake kept moving as the horde of zombies converged, and before he had even run twenty feet, he heard glass smash and the screams of the snobby lobby folk pierce the air. At killing Jake. Is it me, or is downtown filled with the fucking undead now? Hashtag RT if you're alive. Hashtag nyuck nyuck nyuck.